0: Your Thanksgiving was kick-ass. I hope you and your family had a great time. I hope the food was flowing, the love was all over the place, that you wasn't caught up in one of these blizzards or in one of these terminals that had lost their power, and that your trip there was pleasurable, and that your trip back home be twice as pleasurable. Uh, this is Strange Talk with Doc, and naturally, I'm your host, Doc. I'm here every Saturday morning. 9 a.m eastern standard time we're going to touch on a lot of subjects i know a lot of people don't like sports so i save sports for the last now so if you just listen for the sports version fast forward to the end and i'll get to that at the appropriate time but we're gonna like i said talk on a lot of subjects i'm not here to kick the knowledge to you i'm not here to open your third eye I'm just going to give you my opinion about some things that are going on in this world today that I find interesting week to week, subject to subject, and that's how I deal with this show. Uh, what we I want to talk about right now is Black Friday and the fact that so many people, they take out all kinds of loans. They take out those uh, paycheck loans, they take out personal loans, they actually put a second mortgage on their home to finance Thanksgiving and Christmas season. And people need to get their shit together as far as that's concerned. If you do not have the money, you have to be able to explain to the people that you love that you are not going to go into debt to just make them smile for a moment. We have enough debt as it is. Most people carry too much debt. Their credit scores are pure shit. Uh, The fact of buying a home, a car, anything like that is outrageous. We live in a fund me world, GoFundMe world, which is bogus and bullshit. People can't even afford to bury their loved ones because they're in debt. They don't have the proper life insurance. And if you go back and really look at the the story of life insurance, life insurance helped set people up at one time in businesses. It gave them the financial support that they needed to actually open mom and pop stores. And some of these people became multimillionaires off a loved one, unfortunate death. So. Don't go into debt just to buy that special toy, save what is, the, what is the matter with the word saving? What is the matter with being responsible, squirreling away some money? I live by, if you listen to this show, a 10-time rule. If you do not have 10 times the money any item costs in savings, you do not buy that item. You wait, you have 10 times the amount of any item before you buy, but that does not include a home or a car. Those things are exceptions to the rule. There are no solid rules. And my rules are not your rules. It just gives you something to think about. Maybe you might say maybe not 10 times. I'll go three times. I'll go two times. But if you are living pay, to ch- pay check to check and you're going out and buying $600 belts, $500 shoes, you need to reevaluate. I am pretty new to Instagram. Uh, It's a mega Colossal waste of time As far as I'm concerned Just as much as Facebook was But I'm trying to see if I can drum up Some viewership via Instagram But I see that there are a lot of people on Instagram Who do nothing but post These positive memes all day Words that one Don't come from them Two they add none of their own Words to them See, I can understand if you take a meme, which if I ever post a meme anywhere, I guarantee you 100% that I'm going to indemnify it and put some of this into my own words. I'm going to use their idea, but change it into something that makes sense to me and to my life. And that's just the way I do things. And there's nothing wrong at all with positive memes. People are addicted to likes. And if you post this, that, and the other, you'll get a lot of those. But I also see that in the podcast world of Instagram, everybody claims to be some kind of expert on some subject matter. I do not claim to be an expert on anything but Doc. I have mastered me. That I am an expert on. I am not an expert on any subject matter. I'm a jack of many trades, but an expert of none. So, we had this guy in California, and this is going to bring me to a subject called Trusting Men. His name was Travis Elkani. He's 35 years old. He was sentenced to 30 years in prison for making child pornography. He was using five kids in his care, and they were aged four to nine years old, the sick bastard, this piece of garbage. We had not supposed to trust men in all aspects daddy is one thing uncle eyes on him new boyfriend eyes on him boy scout leader coach choir director eyes on him any neighbor that wants to be involved with your children eyes on them hardcore style make sure that you vet these people thoroughly especially new boyfriends, ladies, a new man in your life that is so enamored with your child. This is not his child, it's your child. And don't think that all the time the child will tell you what's going on because a lot of people wait into their 20s, 30s, up to their 50s to tell the stories of abuse. Men are not to be trusted in all manners. We might be good at nailing hammers or hammering nails. But we are not the nurturer. We are not the one who wants to spend all day long with little children. And if that's how he wants to conduct himself, you need to make sure that his intentions are pure at all times. Not some of the time, but all times. Too many children are left in the hands of predators because they are handed over to predators. They are willingly handed over because they run some kind of game They got good charisma. They make you think that they're about something that they're not. And they have ulterior motives. And so when it comes to your children, please, 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 I beg you. The little ones are too abused in the society. And nobody seems to really give a rat's ass. And so Doc is going to say, and I'm going to continue to say to watch out for all men until they prove you otherwise. When they have the care of your children, you must have their best interests. I don't care who it is. I don't give a damn if it's grandpa. I don't care if it's uncle. I don't care if it's your brother and you love your brother, but make sure your brother is fine. Okay? So Rudy Giuliani is out there. First, he says, I have insurance in case Trump throws me under the bus. Then he says, you know what? I'm kind of joking about it. Giuliani and Trump, I mean, these two fucking guys, man, they are out of this world. They are truly out of this world. Uh, I don't know what to make of them. Giuliani is a is loose cannon. He's a time bomb. I'm waiting for him to explode against Trump in a manner that Trump can't come back from. But this is a low, long burn process. It's not a quick deal, and I don't appreciate it. I wish Rudy would do what he needs to do, though, himself. Trump and everybody else, I don't give a damn if it's Bar, any of them, throw them all under the bus, let this bus run them over, come back, repeat, run them over, back up over them, and repeat and run them over again. We have this guy, Aaron Lewis, right, he's 46 years old from Arendelle, Anna, Arendelle County, Maryland. He tells his 14-year-old son, who is suicidal. Just do it. End it now. Then he places a shotgun in the child's arms and puts his hand over the trigger. The boy gets scared. He drops the weapon and he goes to his room. Now, this is his own blood of his blood, flesh of his flesh, and a time when this child needs him the absolute most. When he's melting down, the father tells him, to ice himself. There's no coming back from death. I don't know how this family who is now fractured ever repairs this. How do, you, how do you come back from a situation like this? I cannot even imagine what you could do to fix this. I wish this young man the best of luck in his future. I wish that he gets the help that he desperately needs because it's not coming from his father, Anthony Lewis, at all. His father's a detriment to his health, his well-being, his mental stability, and he needs to be out of his life, and he needs to be out of his life prontissimo. So I've been watching some television, as I usually do. Godfather of Harlem is a kick-ass show. Uh, I guess we're coming towards the end of the season. I really enjoy that. SNL has been kick-ass also. How to Get Away with Murder, we just went to the mid-season finale. Very good, always twists and turns. You don't know where this soap opera is going from week to week. And I do repeat, it's a soap opera, and I am a male, and it's normal for me to be watching a soap opera, but I do watch this one particular soap opera. I watched a documentary called The Making of Motown. The Making of Motown, Hitzville, very good documentary. I love documentaries. It's one of my favorite forms of television. And so I would highly recommend, if you have not seen it, please give it a view. I believe you can find it on Netflix or Showtime, one or the other. Don't quote me on that. Now, I'm going to watch later today, Quiet Storm, the Ron Artest story. I'm a New Yorker, native New Yorker. I remember when Ron was playing ball in high school. I remember him at St. John's and definitely remember his NBA career. I remember the meltdown. Uh, I remember him becoming Metaworld World Peace, so I'm very interested in seeing this documentary. I have not seen it as of yet, but I have it on hold for today, and I will review it after watching it. Okay? The Good Doctor. What can I say about The Good Doctor? The Good Doctor is a hell of a show. It's that kid who plays Sean, the doctor with autism, is very good actor i never seen him on that other show where he was playing Norman Bates. That wasn't my type of thing. But I do have a little problem with the show. The two black women on the show are having meltdowns. One is now a slut, drunk, whore type who was a upstanding, righteous young lady. And then there's the woman who there's nothing wrong with, but she's dating a man with autism, autism who can't touch her who can't really relate to her. So why do they have to have the black woman as the one that's being in this situation? I don't particularly like it, but what can I say about it? I watched The Irishman yesterday. The Irishman is over three hours and chains long. It's not your traditional gangster film where they're shooting every 16 seconds. This is a talk-based gangster film. Well done well filmed the acting is spectacular when you get Pacino and De Niro together you know you're going to get some shit you're going to get some memorable stuff they were older gentlemen so a lot of the stuff that you would normally see them do brutality wise as younger men just don't exist in the show but it is well worth it Scorsese did a good job this is a good film so I highly recommend that you take the time to watch the Irishman. It premiered on Netflix on November 27th. So it is there. Go enjoy it and actually get back to me and let me know what you thought about it. Good old kid rock. A man who made his bones off the backs of black people in America has done nothing in the last 10 years, but to show himself to be a racist fucking fool. Uh, Mr. Sweet Home Alabama, I'm a redneck, who started out with the bar, the, the bar, the bang, the bang, diggy, diggy, bang, bang, de bang, the bang. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, he appropriated as much as he could. He, he fit into the culture. We thought we had a white hip-hop guy that we can relate to on par with like an Eminem. And the second that he got F.U. money in his pocket, he said, you know what? I'm going to let you motherfuckers know I'm a redneck. So he acts a fool. He gets drunk. He says some shit about Oprah. I'm not saying he don't have the right to do it. But I wish Kid Rock was more of a man and own his shit. I don't mind a racist. If a racist owns that they are who they say they are. But there's no need to pretend not to be who you are ever. I don't give a fuck what it is. How dastardly it is. If you are something, be that something own that something. It's all right. It's freedom. It actually will free your soul to just be who and what you are instead of pretending to be one thing and then be another. Because you can't really, in my eyes, back Trump's policies 100% like Kid Rock does, who's very proud to be a Trumpian and not be a racist or a sexist or a homophobe of some sort. I believe it's literally impossible to back Trump and not, and I'm talking about blindly back him on all of his policies and not be a fucked up individual at heart. So we got Bill Cosby, another one who won't own up or accept his bullshit. He does a jailhouse interview. He calls the people on the jury. Basically, he was set up by them. They were being used, they're puppets. And he ain't sorry about shit. This is a man who hurt many, many, many women over the course of decades. And for him to have no remorse whatsoever, just let you know that this old man is now an old fool who played us well. He played us as Puddin' Pop. He played us as Fat Albert. He played us as Cliff Huxtable. And he's right where he belongs. Unfortunately for him, he's right where he belongs. You know what? To have some attrition, to have some kindness in your heart and say, you know what? If I hurt some people, that shit's on me. And 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 I, I'm sorry about it. But if this is the way he wants to go out on this planet, if this is the way he wants to meet his maker, that's on him. He's a bright man. He went to college. He's lived a long life. Uh, what he's done is fucked his legacy up beyond repair. There's no repair for... Bill Cosby to come back for this, you know? So we got this bitch, Michelle Radjitik. She was on video and she is cussing and using racial epithets at this 36 year old Linda Shell at the City Club Hotel in New York, who happens to be a receptionist there. She refused to let her go upstairs because she didn't show the proper ID. So instead of her saying, you know what? Let me go and get my ID. No, you nigga piece of shit. You dirty, ranchy skank. You hood rat is her reply to Michelle. And then the fucking city club hotel. What a piece of shit. When this woman, oh, not only that, she hit this woman in the face with a phone. When she's released from jail, the hotel gives her a fucking free night stay. So, Shell then has to quit her job because she has to stand for something or she'll fall for everything. So, I say if you were thinking about staying at the City Club Hotel in New York City, please do not do so. Fuck them. They're pieces of shit. They don't care. They let you know where they stand, that their, their employees mean nothing to them, especially if you're a black female employee. You mean absolutely nothing to them because this is not an allegation. This is something that is on tape. So they had film in which to look and see that this woman was verbally and physically abused by a guest, quote unquote, and they did nothing to back her up. So I think that is pretty shitty and they'll never get a dime of business from me. I can guarantee you that anybody who ever even brings their name up to me, I'm going to tell them. Please go somewhere else. Manhattan has so many fucking hotels. You don't have to stay there. That is definitely not a place you should be staying. So a dumbass school in Madison County decides that they want to have a uh, a national, a Native American powwow and they want the kids to dress up as Indians and teepees. I mean, do they realize how, I mean, this is teachers. This is academia. How foolish this is! with the ideas that you plant, the seeds that you plant into these children's minds, because it's not going to be anything positive. And I'm glad that the school board stepped in in Madison County and said this is a no-go. We can't, we can't do this. We can't do this. But why does it always take backlash for people to do the right thing? Why can't people just do the right fucking thing to start with? Without the backlash. Okay, let's see if we can get by with this. And if nobody makes a stink, we'll do it. I mean, that, that, that's just, just messed up. So Trump had one of his uh, fucking Nazi rallies in um, good old asshole of America called Florida. And he sit there and he bitch and moan about people want to change the name of Thanksgiving. I don't see any ground spell. I don't see anybody out there campaigning to change the name of Thanksgiving. He just makes shit up on the fly as he goes. He just talks nonsense. I mean, complete nonsense. He goes to Walter Reed Hospital this week, right? And he actually says, and I'm going to quote here, that the doctors told him, take your shirt off, sir. Show us that gorgeous chest. We want to see it. We've never seen a chest quite like it. Now think about this. How much foolishness this makes. If we have never seen your chest, how will we know your chest is gorgeous? And this is Donald Trump talking. How would Donald Trump have such a fucked up body, but yet he has the best chest? And then he embarrasses himself. Some of the pre- sitting president of the United States, even a former president of the United States of America should never do. He's putting his head on Rocky Balboa's body from Rocky three. And then he even has people with such sycophants of his that they claim that there's no evidence that the pitch has been doctored. So, There are people that are walking around. He's such a hero in their eye. He walks on water to them so much that they actually think that underneath that same blue suit and red fucking tie that he wears, like a uniform, that he is built like Mr. America, Uh, Mr. Universe. What the fuck is the matter with you people? You know what? You're supposed to be able to. But I guess that's a cult mentality. When you have that kind of cult mentality, you can't even tell right from wrong reality, from fiction. You are just so lost. You'll do anything. You'll kill, harm, hurt, steal from anybody to keep the agenda going. It just doesn't make sense, man. You know, we got this guy in Toronto, Samuel Apuka. He's 23 years old. And this foul fucking animal, this animal. Samuel is an animal. He is dumping feces on students. He is saving up his feces to dump on students. Any kind of person who would do something like this, not only after he gets his mental health evaluation, and if he is deemed to not be insane, I didn't say mentally ill. I said insane. He should be then arrested locked up. And if he is not a citizen of Canada, he should be shipped back to wherever the fuck he came from on this globe. I don't give a fuck if the country that he came from is in the middle of a civil war. There should be nobody that should stand up for him. No ACLU, no nothing. He should be sent back. We have got to, and I thought about this, this idea that it's all right to take human waste. And fling it at another human being, a person with a soul, a life, a family maybe, and put them in harm's way. These cases, I don't give a damn if it's in prison, juvenile, hall, or where it may be, they have to be treated as attempt murders. And they should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, no leniency whatsoever. It is no different than taking acid and throw it in someone's face. This is the lowest form of thing that you can do. Gassing, which is throwing your semen at a person, and feces and urine. We would stop this shit in prisons right now if people got an extra seven and a half to fifteen years on their fucking sentence. And if they're serving life sentences, then send their ass to supermaxes. Say that they're exhibiting behavior that cannot be corrected, and they are no longer allowed to serve in minimums, threes, or fours. They only could spend their time in fives, 23-hour lockdown a day, and we will end this problem overnight. This shit would cease to exist. Nobody would want to do this because it takes a special kind of savage, and I can say that. He's a black man. I'm a black man. I could say it takes a special kind of savage to do something like this to another human being, you know? So Facebook finally decides that they're going to ban two white national nationalist groups, red ice TV and the affirmative, right. Even though for eight months they've been bound to take down or organize hate groups. Even the, and then on top of it, what about the hundreds of other organized hate groups that still get to survive on Facebook? Facebook is not to be trusted. Zuckerberg is not to be trusted. He can't be trusted with our information. He cannot be trusted with anything. He can't be trusted with the election. He can't be trusted when he stands in front of congressional hearings. The man is a snake. He has all the money in the world, yet he's so stuff for peanuts just to make an extra dollar so all that's going to happen is Red Ice TV will change a letter in their name and they'll be right back up on Facebook in two seconds but yet I post something on Facebook a week or two ago and I get banned for three and four days at a time and you know what I appreciate it actually I think that if you've never been banned from a social media site for any amount of time you've never fucking said anything so You know what, if you never said anything, you never have to worry about being banned. I've said some things, so I've been banned. I take it as a badge of honor. We got this white woman. And once again, white men, white children, white co-workers, get your white bitches together. Get them to cut the bullshit out. We got this white woman, right? She calls the police because a black ups worker delivering package in full uniform made her nervous working while black is now making white ugly older women nervous where the fuck are we supposed to do we supposed to get on a spaceship and all go to mars it's not a place for us we have the right to be here and for her to be nervous Is a crock of shit. First of all, if you're nervous, you do not confront a black man by yourself. Tell him where you live if you're so nervous of him. She just wanted a confrontation. She wanted to harm a person for no reason other than the color of his skin. And then she tells him this story about cars have been broken into. What did he have to do with that? She's basically saying, one of you black motherfuckers broke into my car. So the first one that I can get at, I'm going to get at. You know, she's not bothering him. I want to complain to UPS that you look very suspicious and you make me nervous. For what? Wearing a brown uniform and having boxes in your arm and delivering people's packages? Re-fucking-dickless, man. The London Bridge had uh, a couple of killings yesterday. This piece of crap, Musman Khan, he's 28 years old. He was previously convicted of terrorism, And he spent eight years in prison. And the parole board over there was supposed to rule if this clown Khan was to be released. But they claimed that they have no involvement of his release. And they think that he was released automatically due to overcrowding this, that, or other. And he fucking goes out and stabs two people to death. I can't say concretely if it was because it was a terrorist act, if he's just a lunatic or what's what. But on top of it, which makes the story even crazier to me, that one of the guys who had tackled him, because three men tackled him. Now, I'm going to give credit to the first two, Thomas Gray and Stevie Hurst. The third gentleman who tackled him was a guy named James Ford. James Ford is a convicted murderer, and I don't know what the fuck is going on in England, but a convicted murderer who's allowed to do day release, to go to a job during the day, a convicted murderer. This is not a guy convicted of a murder because him and a friend got into a fight and he threw a punch and the guy died. He killed a 21-year-old, Young lady with learning disabilities, and the fact that he's allowed to roam the streets during the course of the day in England is insanity. I don't know what is going on with their judicial uh, system over there, but as far as I'm concerned, that's ass backwards. This dude is supposed to be doing a life sentence, but with possibility of parole in 15 years. So at least make him spend his whole 15 years in prison before you even think about something like this. And if you're going to do this, he should be living at least in a halfway house. Uh, He's just roaming the streets like a normal human being, like it's normal. And I mean, I wonder how many others are like this James Ford over there who actually convicted murderers. I'm not talking DUI. I'm not talking tax evasion, embezzlement even a bank robber. But when you get convicted, murderer, rapists, when they get time, we have to come as a decision worldwide that people who get convicted of these crimes must serve every day of their sentence. We are too quick to parole. We are too quick to put on probation because we want to seem like we're kinder of people than we are, and we're really not. You know what? I like the fact that Prison is also about, fuck rehabilitation. It's not really about rehabilitation. It's about suffering for the crime that you committed. To have your freedoms taken like you took somebody. This young lady that he murdered, she will never grow on to be a mother. She might have been somebody's sister. She was definitely someone's daughter. She was a friend. Um, Nobody deserves this shit. And for him to be walking around, he's 42 years old. He still has a lot of life to live. If God grants him that, you yeah. know, so now we're going to get to the sports portion of the show and I'm going to then let you go. Once again, this is strange talk with doc. I'm your host doc. I, all you got to do is look me up on uh, any of your favorite surface search engines and you will find my information. I prefer that you listen to the show on talk Shoe, And I did say that right. Talk S H O E talk That's where I'm hosting from now. Where you can call in, and I can be reached by email drdallas, d a l l a s, three three at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions, any comments, if you'd like to come and be a guest on the show, if you like to uh, hawk some ways that you might have, I am open to discussion on debating, arguing, or just having a general conversation about anything that you might have thought that I might have been wrong about. And you want to enlighten me on the subject feel free to do so now i'm going to talk about some nba games and i only bring up what i've considered to be the games of the week no just bullshit games these are the highlight games that will happen between today saturday and next saturday no next friday night if a team is like under 500 they're automatically eliminated from this conversation so Sunday, we got the Mavs versus the Lakers. They're playing in LA. I like the Lakers. Lakers have been on a 10 game winning streak. They seem like they're really rolling. They got their shit together. AD and LeBron are balling. But let's see if Luca can come back and have a better game, him and Porzingis against the Lakers. We also have tomorrow the Jazz versus the Raptors. The Raptors are not getting the credit that they deserve. They are a much better team than people thought even minus Kawhi, so I like the Raptors at home against the Jazz, even though the Jazz are a hell of a team. Monday, we got the Jazz are going into Philadelphia to play the 76ers. The 76ers are all right, but they're here and there. I don't know. If Embiid is having a big game at home, then I think the 76ers can win. Tuesday, we have those surprisingly good Miami Heat are playing the Raptors in Toronto, but I have to go with the Raptors in this game. Lakers on Tuesday go into Denver to play the Nuggets. It comes a time where you gotta drop one, and this would probably be about game 12 or 13 in a row. They're going up to that mountain air. and I think by now they'll be uh, Denver should have enough firepower and use maybe their oxygen uh, deprivation against the Lakers and win this game. Wednesday, we got those Heat again. They're going into Boston to play the Celtics. I think this is going to be an outstanding game, but I like the Celtics at home. Then the Lakers play the Jazz in Utah. This game, if they drop that game the day before against Denver, I expect the Lakers to be on fire to definitely beat the Jazz at home. Thursday, we got the Raptors versus the Raptors. I like the Raptors. I think they are more whole team than the Rockets. The Rockets, we know we got Russell. We know we got a overload of Harding, but I like the Raptors at home. Friday, we got the Nuggets are going into Boston to play the Celtics. That's a long road trip. I like the East Coast team in that one, so I'm picking the Celtics. You got the Clippers versus the Bucks Friday night also. You got the Claw versus The Freak. I like Milwaukee at home to win this game. So now let's talk about some NFL. Okay, so we had our Thanksgiving Day games. My Cowboys laid an egg. They looked really bad. They were embarrassing. The Saints beat up on Atlanta. Chicago and Detroit beat each other up. So we got the Jets. They're going into Cincinnati. And as long as the Jets are not too arrogant coming off a three game win streak, they should keep the Bengals winless. So I definitely think the Jets will win this game. The Titans are going into Indianapolis to pay the Colts. The Titans are a tough fucking team, man. I got nothing but respect for them, but I like the Colts at home. The Browns are playing the Steelers in Pittsburgh. This is a war game. We all know what happened last time between uh, Mason and Miles Garrett. So these two teams are going to be on eggshells. I'm sure the referees are going to be all over it. But I think the Cleveland Browns will actually beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. We got the Eagles going into Miami. As long as the Eagles don't spend too much time worrying about South Beach, the Eagles will win this game. You got the Packers are going into Jersey to play the Giants. Definitely got the Packers in this game. I think that Daniel Jones is going to have a big game, but I think that uh, Mr. Rogers is going to have a bounce-back game because he has not played well as of late. You got the Washington, I don't say their names, versus the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. Carolina Panthers with McCaffrey should be more than enough to beat Washington. You got the Bucks are going into Jacksonville to play the Jags. I think the Bucks are a better team than the Jags, especially offensively. If Jameis Winston could have even a decent game throwing to Godwin and Evans, they should win this game. A huge game. 49ers are playing Baltimore. In Baltimore. 49ers' defense is out fucking rages, but Baltimore got a good defense and a good offense. And I'm thinking that Lamar Jackson will have just enough to actually win this game. You got the Rams are going to play the Cardinals in Arizona. I kind of like the Cardinals at home in this game. I mean, I know that's kind of a leap, you know, rookie quarterback and all, but if if that offense is not rolling with Gurley, for the Rams, they're really not impressive to me. So I'll go with, uh, like I said, the Cardinals. The Chargers are going up into Denver to put us all asleep in a bore-fucking-fest. But I guess since I have to pick it I'll take the Broncos because they're home. And the Raiders are going into Kansas City to play Mahomes and those Chiefs. A well-rested Chiefs offense. I'm looking at them scoring 43, Oakland about 24. So it should be an exciting offensive game. And then we got New England Patriots. They're going into Houston to play Deshaun Watson and the Texans. This is the Sunday evening game. I have to like, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with New England in this game. I think New England does enough each game to win, they don't over. I mean, they don't just bow, blow you over like they used to, but they do enough. Their defense is good enough. They're solid everywhere. So I'm definitely taking New England. And Monday night's game is the Vikings. The Vikings are going into Seattle. Uh, not an easy place to play. Not an easy team to play against. But if Darwin Cook and Cousins and Stefan Diggs and Rudolph could Do their magic. I think that defense is just good enough to stop Lockett and Carson. And, you know, Wilson is always going to be a problem. He's a problem for everybody. Wilson has been playing lights out football all year. But I think Minnesota can go into Seattle in that hostile environment and actually steal a victory. Well, it's been my pleasure talking to you. I hope that I've entertained you. I hope that you enjoyed the show. I would love your feedback. I would really, really like for you to like, share, comment. Like I said, email me. This is Strange Talk with Doc, and I've been your host, Doc. I hope I gave you some things to think about, at least in a different manner than maybe you might have thought about and say, okay, that was interesting. And like I said, I'd like to tell you each and every time before I sign off, peace to you and peace to yours.